This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> what is your name? Dolly. All right. And uh, what is your role in the line dance community? Um, well, I'm part of a uh, organizer of the Wine Country Line Dance. We have three people, um, Greta, and then Brenda joined us um, not too long, about a year or so afterwards. Um, and I also teach. I teach line dancing in both um, the senior community and um, other communities. How's that? <laughs> when did that start? Gosh, that was a long time ago, actually. Um, line, uh, Wine County Line Dance uh, will be six years this year in September. So, so that's been a little bit. But I really started line dancing because um, in the community that I live in, um, there was a person from uh, Arizona who taught line dancing, and so that's what she decided to do. And we used our clubhouse for that. And then when she left, other people took over. But then all of a sudden, there was nobody that wanted to take over line dancing or teach line dancing. And so um, I didn't really want to let it go by the wayside. And I said, okay, well, maybe I'll, I'll try to do that. And so um, that's how it all started. And it must be at least 10 years ago now. So, um, so, so far, we're doing this every twice a week at that same community still on a, on a Monday and, and Thursday night. And we went from country into more contemporary line dance and also um, from really absolute beginners to probably intermediate now. So, um, so it's, it's still going not as strongly as it was at one time, but uh, we're still doing that. And Wine Country Line Dance has picked up some of those people now so what's kept you hooked and passionate while other people have maybe just kind of picked it up and put it back down um, you know I'm I'm the kind of person that loves to dance it's probably from my you know f from my grandparents <laughs> and my dad I used to uh, dance with my dad yeah but it was Indonesian dancing mm. just just for fun mm -hmm. And um, and he and he's not even Indonesian, <laughs> um, but I just like dancing. And um, I was when I was, when I first got into line dancing, somebody just invited me to come, and I said, "What kind of dancing is this?" Because I'd never heard of it. And she said, "Oh, it's a country." And I said, "Oh, I'm not really into country." But I went anyway, and it was a lot of fun, and I, and I was hooked ever since. Um, I really like dancing, and I really like the line dancing because um, it allows you to um, not only get into the sequence of, of the dancing, where you, you need to learn new dances, but also um, you're able to do some styling, and, and so it's not totally... Uh, re uh, regimented into specific steps, you can actually do some um, improvisation, so to speak. So, um, plus, I find that especially with my seniors, um, they're able. It really helps them not not only in memory, but it does um, 
It helps their balance. It helps them stay active. It helps them stay social. Mm. It really makes for a social um, setup, line dancing. And from all the types of dancing groups that I've met, I think line dancers are the most friendly and also the most helpful. They're not in competition with other other dancers, and most of the time anyway. <laughs> so they're um, they're much more willing to help um, people get into line dancing and help them learn the steps and kind of take them under their wing, so to speak. So. What transformations have you seen uh, specifically? Like uh, you mentioned that um, you know helps balance and things like that. Uh, is there anybody that you can recall in your history of teaching who's just done a total 180 from where they started to just knocking people's socks off today? Um, I, right off the top of my head, I can't say exactly because of the um, some of those people are not in my in my group. But I've noticed because. Um, with Wine Country Line Dance, we go to other events mm -hmm. that some of those people have, um, well, actually, there is a person. There, um, she was, um, she came to us as a person just wanting to do some dancing, and she ended up being a teacher. Mm. So, and that was like within um, a year. And um, she has really, uh, she's a, She's a, science, a chemist by profession, and so she was able to learn the sequences really well. But I find sometimes people that have that kind of a mindset are not that much into rhythm. So they have to um, learn to do the rhythms and, um, and go with the music and learn uh, to um, listen to the music uh, for tags and restarts, etc. Um, so she is one of the people that really did well. Um, and, and there are plenty of people that really have made transformation from a little bit to quite a bit. I just can't give you specifics. There's one person um, in my class, in the senior class, who had um, um, a heart, she had a stamp put in. And after that, because um, this was at, at her, she was at home when this happened, um, they had to revive her three times um, on the way to the hospital. And so she lost uh, brain cells. She really lost her uh, balance and, and her memory. And so it took her a while to come back, but um, she credits line dancing to, um, keeping her balance. Now she's back to, to having really pretty good balance and um, and her memory is much better. So she says every time, if she does not line dance once a, at least once a week, she loses her balance. Wow. She has a really hard time at walking and so she has a cane, but um, line dancing really makes a difference to her. Have you noticed any personal transformations since you started? Oh gosh, yes. I my although my for some reason the transformation of counting from one to eight is all I can do now. <laughs> As a teacher, I learned to count to eight, but sometimes I find I can't even count to eight. <laughs> but but the memory of learning so many dances, uh, they actually come back without too much trouble after a while. Um, so um, I think those. Um, 
cells, the, <laughs> the, neuro, the, the brain cells are, are still being built, which I really believe is, is one of the things that helps with line dancing, is that um, you really um, keep building brain cells, which I think is very important, at, especially for seniors. Mm -hmm. But I think, uh, you know, from what I understand is that people that um, start losing um, the brain cells if you don't use them and so in line dancing or even though people complain a lot about oh no not another dance um, it's one of those things that you know they really afterwards they say oh I'm so glad you know because I really learned something and I, I there are people that swear by the fact that line dancing gives them better memory mm. so how many would you say that you've learned over time and that can include ones that you've forgotten since. <laughs> oh gosh, hundreds, hundreds, if not maybe over a thousand now, because I really started in the early 90s, so um, there, you know, some of those dances have not even been recorded, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're not down on, on, on uh, step sheets, right. um, so I'm pr I probably forgot them, <laughs> but um, I don't know, you know, we learn so many, and especially if you go to, maybe I should back up here. Knowing a line dance <laughs> is not, maybe I don't know any line dance, it's just that I learn many, many of them. Mm -hmm. So definitely over a thousand, and I remember hundreds of them. I just don't really, if I would, if you ask me if I really know them, uh, it's probably down to hundreds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How many do you learn nowadays, like per month, would you say? Well, we probably learn about five a week. Oh, wow. Some Holy cow, them, five a week. Well, because some of them, I, I also teach um, beginners. Mm. So, um, but definitely, you know, um, two a week for sure. And um, I don't know. You know, depending upon whether you go to a, a, an event, mm -hmm. like tomorrow I'm going to a, a workshop, so I'll probably learn five more just in a day, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's, it depends on whether you go to workshops or events or not. Mm -hmm. So how did you make the transition from, you, you mentioned you, um, before you, you said Kodiak Jacks was somewhere in your line dance history oh, yes. and it has since become more circuit and workshop um, style line dance for you what what was the timeline like for you starting from there and ending up here um, Kodiaks was a kind of place that for a while it would start it, it was very it was really good I love going to Kodiaks especially because you got to meet so many people and you can do whatever you'd want. They, they really were not specific about how you danced and whether your steps were correct or not. <laughs> um, but every once in a while, that, that place would shut down because of internal problems. Mm -hmm. And so we'd have to try and find another place to go. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually what happened is that, uh, and eventually Kodiaks, you know, did close down. <clears throat> but um, we were invited 
um, Greta and I were invited to go to other places and um, to other workshops and events. And that kind of opened our eyes and we said, oh my goodness, <laughs> there is a whole other world out here. And they don't do the same dances that we do at Kodiak. So, um, and we really like those dances because really we weren't country to begin with. We kind of adapted to the country because it was available to us. Um, when we went to these other events, um, we had to travel. We had to pay a lot of money to get there and to pay to be at the workshop. Um, so Greta and I decided that no, um, maybe we could get those choreographers to come to us mm -hmm. and maybe then we wouldn't have so much uh, money to pay. Plus, you know, at those, in those days we were working so we couldn't always get off work to go to those events. So I would say, well, we started um, Wine Country Line Dance six years ago. So it was probably from um, doing the Kodiak type dancing to, um, to now, that would have been six years. We, we did kind of play around with it beforehand. So, um, and in fact, in order for us to get to doing Wine Country Line Dance, we had to start a community of line dances. So we had to set up so socials mm -hmm. and, and work up to the fact that, you know, pretty soon we're gonna have choreographers to come. And so we needed people to start coming to our, to a monthly thing. Mm -hmm. So that's, so it, it's been about seven years, maybe eight, mm -hmm. that we started playing around with this. And what sorts of responsibilities have you had as being one of the co-founders? Oh my goodness, um, probably everything, you know, when you're an organizer of an event, what, what happens is um, you have to find, a, 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 first of all, you got to find a menu, uh, I'm sorry, a venue, a place where you can have um, the, the event. And when we first started, we wanted a place that is large enough for at least 100 to 200 people. and. Um, a place where we could have more than one room so we could have beginners and intermediate advanced people um, to do workshops all in the same at the same event. Um, it turns out after a while so the venue is the first thing that we would do but we've scaled that down a bit because um, venues are very hard to find and especially if you you know, know how much money you have, um, it becomes an issue. So after we secure a venue, then um, we, we try to get choreographers. We pretty much, because we're now pretty well connected, um, we can try to get um, to talk to choreographers and see if they're willing to do workshops with us. Um, and. And we can actually, nowadays, we don't even have to have the venue verse. Uh, we can try and, and um, find some of the choreographers to do a workshop with us almost any time we feel like it. <coughs> Sorry. That's all right. Um, and then um, what we try to get done is to make sure that we get a venue set up 
uh, and get the registration set up. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> My allergies start kicking up. Ah. Yeah, we're sitting yeah. outside. For those of you listening, we're enjoying a lovely <coughs> summer day in San Rafael outside of a Starbucks. And there are, there are flowers <coughs> and birds and all kinds of fun things. Yeah, it's not just out. Yeah. <coughs> so, um, what we like to do is get a registration going ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So we know that we have <coughs> um, enough people interested in coming to the workshop, which means that we will have the funds to, to set up the workshop. Um, after that, it's a whole thing of logistics. It's mostly trying to figure out <coughs> uh, how many people are coming, um, setting up um, <coughs> um, the, the, how to set up the tape. So you need people to help you, volunteer, set up tables, um, do the shopping for, for food, uh, water, plates, you know, those kinds of things. And, um, <coughs> um, and any decorations. Um, sometimes what we do is <clears throat> lately we try to get um, t-shirts made so sometimes that has to be um, set up ahead of time and again we don't want to you know buy a hundred t-shirts and only 25 people come and buy it so we try to get that <clears throat> <coughs> Taking a five-second water break here. Thanks. Oh yeah. <coughs> and um, um, so mostly after we set up the venue, the choreographers and registration, we really want to make sure that we do all of the marketing that uh, that we can to try to get as many people to come, and also make sure that <coughs> the venue is going to be correct for us. Um, the first time we had um, Niels, for instance. Niels Poulsen. Niels Poulsen. Um, we set it up two, hour, two years before he actually came. We, that was a great workshop. And, <clears throat> and since then, so we had all of our ducks in a row by then. We tried to get <clears throat> two other events and promote our stuff. So we, we set up flyers. We have a website now so that people can try to to see what's going on with our, um, with all of our events, our socials, or or whatever goes on with us, um, we and we do Facebook, um, and then also when we get the flyers out, sometimes we try to ask other people to take our flyers to the events that they're going to. So, <clears throat> and also some of the choreographers are very nice. Some of the other instructors are very nice about. Um, promoting our, our events and our workshops. Um, so that's the main thing is making sure that we get enough people to come. And so promoting and marketing is, is um, the biggest thing. We also want to make sure that when we are talking with choreographers that we have to negotiate things and negotiate how, you know, when, when they're coming, their flights, uh, their what expenses, um, there will be what their expectations are, what um, what our expectations are from them. 
so that we don't, that neither one of us are surprised about, um, oh, when we get to this workshop, oh, I thought you were going to do this, or, you know, <clears throat> um, and that um, the accommodations for the choreographers is, is, um, are, are good. For, and, and that they're agreeable to the, to the choreographers. So <clears throat> it's a lot of little things, it's a lot of logistics. Mm -hmm. So, um, and usually, <clears throat> this is what I try to set up first, and then afterwards, um, if there's anything, you, um, sometimes Brenda will, will negotiate with, uh, with the choreographers about certain things, or, um, <clears throat> um, Greta will, for instance, set up flights um, for the, some choreographers like to do their own flights and some, you know, say, okay, you do it. <clears throat> um, Greta has to make sure that the website is, is always up to date and uh, it, it just takes a lot of time, all that, you know, doing the, web, the spreadsheets, the registration, um, making sure that it is on Facebook and and then there's a whole bunch of um, questions that usually come up and so people would um, would be emailing us or, or Facebooking uh, you know um, going through Facebook to try and find out some questions so those are the type of things that um, usually hopefully um, Brenda does most of Facebook um, Greta does <clears throat> all of the website. She does all of our accounting. So we have we have set responsibilities, but some of them overlap. Um, I usually take care of all the other stuff, <laughs> mostly administrative stuff, and you know, trying to get the choreographers and um, uh, and and the halls and the food and. Um, and getting the volunteers. So, was that your question? Mm -hmm. Did yeah, I what the responsibilities answer that? Are. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that. Right. That's how it usually works. Anyway, that's you know the the gist of it. Mm -hmm. uh, one, I guess, sort of big question I have. Uh, and if you, if you want to take a, a think about this over a cup of water, perhaps uh, I'll, I'll just throw it out there now. What is the difference between these world-renowned choreographers and, say, some person who learned line dance last month and throws something together? Uh, what, what is the qualitative mm -hmm. difference in you know, their personalities, their responsibilities, uh, their draw factor? Uh, if, if you didn't know who a dance was by, uh, and and it was by one of these unknown people. Would you still do it? Would you still teach mm -hmm. it? Uh, or is it is it more of well, we like this guy's usual stuff. We'll just teach his next thing, regardless of what the what the dance is actually like. So if you want to take a moment to think about that, we're going to pause for just a moment. Sound effect. Sound effect, and we're back. All, All right, right, got a nice fresh bottle of water here. Yeah, so and nice. Thank you. Oh yeah. Okay, so. Um, I find that as a as an instructor or as a teacher, um, I spend a whole lot of time, days, trying to find dances for my uh, for my students. 
for my classes. Um, mostly because mine are specifically um, seniors, and then I have some absolute beginner people. <clears throat> the intermediate people I don't have too much of a problem with. Um, for the intermediate, I think most of the time I would just go mainstream and go with all the choreographers that I know because they have <clears throat> a lot of choreographers have their own style and so we know what their style is like <clears throat> and I know that my students like their style so I will go with, with the choreographers that are pretty much um, mainstream or, or popular. Um, for the beginners, there are very few choreographers that do beginner style dances. So I will go and <clears throat> go to places like Copper Knob and ask other people to see if they have a, um, a dance that they like for, for beginner and absolute beginner. When I started, beginners was really, really absolute beginner style. <clears throat> 16 count, or I mean 16 or 18 count, like um, electric slide, mm -hmm. you know, 18 count dance. Um, and what I appreciate about, appreciate about Copper Knob is that they will say, how many steps do you want the dance to be? And I can look that up. And, and that would be really, that's really good for, for a beginner class. Um, what I also appreciate is that there are videos that I can watch. So even though I don't know the choreographer, if I look at their videos and I think it's doable and I think that this would be something that this, uh, the class would like, it doesn't matter to me whether they are um, well known or not. I will go ahead and, and uh, take that dance. Every once in a while <coughs> I find that there are um, choreographers that uh, are not very well known um, but they are the dances I like and so I will I will go ahead and and try and and, uh, and teach that one and even um, I'll try and teach dances of choreographers that are well known but the dances aren't well known and I'll take it because I think that they would that the classes would like it mm. I pretty much teach dances that I think the class would like, as opposed to dances that are either popular or or easy or um, some other type of uh, that meets some other type of criteria. Mm -hmm. I pretty much like to do what the uh, the classes would like, and every once in a while throw in something that would be a little challenging for them, um, <clears throat> because. To me, line dancing has to be fun, and if we throw in too many dances that have that takes too much effort, um, the fun gets out of that. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to do mostly um, dances that class that the classes would like. Mm -hmm. But they're fairly most of them are newer dances, so um, that's um, I think it's 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 important that you do have some, that you give your class exposure to different types of, um, of dances and still be within the type of things that, or the, or the style of dances that the class would like. 
what are some of the different styles that you would attribute to different choreographers? Like if people were looking for you know, elegance and, and whatnot, there are probably some names that pop out. And then for the really punchy, uh, 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 right. uh, you know, there are yeah. other guys that uh, you might think of first. And who who would you uh, say matches best with like different adjectives within dance styles out there? I well, I. Kn- my knowledge or my experience is probably not as as much or um, as as some people's are, but of, of the mainstream ones, for instance, you know, Guyton, uh, Fred, and um, Roy Hadisabrodo are the type of hip hop type um, dances that um, definitely go. I would. I would turn to the, to those choreographers to get the that style of dance, mm-hmm. um, like work from home, which they all worked on. Yes, <laughs> yes, work from home. Wow, I haven't learned that one yet, but I real I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, more um, more graceful maybe are some of um, Joe Thompson's um, Rachel's. Joe and, and Rachel are um, probably the ones that um, are the most well-known, and um, they do a variety of dances, but the type of dances that they do are, um, if, if you're talking graceful and stylish, they're probably the ones that I would go to for, for that. Um, Ria Voss is, is another one that has some very nice dance uh, steps. I really like a lot of her choreography. Um, the one that I like that people don't know very well is Christina Yang. Mm. She's from um, Korea, mm. and um, she is not. She hasn't been a choreographer, or she doesn't. She hasn't been choreographing, choreographing <laughs> for for too long. But um, they. Um, they're, they're, I like her her dances for uh, for for my classes, and apparently my cl- my classes like her dances, so that's good. Which are some that you uh, can name off the top of your head? That you know, well, one popular. of them is Love Potion Number Nine, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's for the beginners. Mm-hmm. And the begin um, and the other one is uh, Walk Away, which was um, a nice uh, a nice uh, nightclub. Mm-hmm. Um, there are really quite a few. I mean, Brenda has some really nice nightclubs out there that uh, people like. And then her um, beginner dance, um, Vunami Baby, hmm. she, um, my beginner class really liked that. So a lot of her um, dances are, um, of course, because Brenda is part of Wine Country Line Dance, we do all of her dances. And um, most of the most of the classes, uh, most of the students in my classes like all of her dances, so that's good. Are there any other up and coming uh, choreographers that uh, you would recommend that you know, we keep an eye on that uh, you've know, been putting out I, exciting stuff? I like Shane McKeever's dances. I like. I don't think that. Um, Gary O'Reilly is is new, but lately he's been, you know, doing some uh, dances that people like. Um, 
gosh, I'm trying to think of the, the ones that are up and coming that I like. There are a lot of them that I actually like. Um, but um, what I like about choreo that seasoned maybe is or uh, maybe a good word for choreographers is that um, they are familiar with how they choreograph the steps so that it flows and also that they're easy to transition from one step to the next. The newer choreographers are, are people, especially the ones that aren't, that haven't done competition, for instance, um, are um, people that, um, well, their, their, their steps are not, sometimes they're awkward or they're difficult to go from one step into the next because they haven't quite, they're not experienced enough maybe, or they don't realize that for some people, especially for seniors, it's not that easy, and, and, and beginners, it's not that easy to go from one step to the next if you don't have a transition step in between. Mm -hmm. So um, also, because I, I teach seniors, I want to make sure that they're able to place their feet directly and that they're not, the dances aren't too fast. So it, you know, it, I think it just depends that some choreographers are good, but um, when it comes to experience or seasoned um, choreographers, I would rather have the seasoned choreographers um, for um, some of the seniors especially, because it's, um, it, it becomes a little critical for seniors um, that they're able to do the dances and that we don't lose them because of a physical um, problem afterwards. Are there any past choreographers you'd like to see make a comeback? Um, I used to like, um, well, Max Perry has come back, mm -hmm. I think. So, and, and he has some nice flowing, flowing type steps that I like, especially for seniors, that would be good. Um, gosh. Some of them are not really gone. They're just not as popular right now, I guess. Um, You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Um, my memory bank is not coming up to the forefront of my brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting. Since on some of these events, how it'll say, uh, like I think, it might have been for Vegas, where it says like, line dance ambassador Pedro Machado, and I guess he was more like one of the the choreographer. Like they put him on the the marquee of you know what he's doing he's yes he's oh, like true. he's teaching he's yeah. he's creating dances and now he's got a different role um, that's maybe less active but still present yeah and I think Ruben Luna he took a, a little bit of time off in the, in the past year or so um, yeah Ruben Luna is not that far um, he he um, I don't really remember when he started choreographing but it wasn't that long ago whereas a person like Max Perry or um, you know Neil Hale 
was um, a person that he's the one that um, choreographed cruising. Oh wow, I had no idea. He is um, a choreographer from um, the East Bay, and he just in the I forget when he retired, um, maybe three four years ago. Really, he didn't. He stopped choreographing a while back, and but he was still still doing DJ work. So. Um, he was one of the people that um, did some really good dances. Um, and I still teach um, storybook endings, which is one of his dances. Um, Evelyn Canoe was one of our, uh, as she still is, Michael Barr, you know, he, he's still um, from the Bay Area. Um, Hetty McAdams was a... a a choreographer who we just lost um, not too long ago a few probably I think it was in March early March that she um, that we lost her but she did um, fly like uh, a bird yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, a bunch of other ones that that were really good um, she kind of up until maybe 10 years ago she was very she was one of our uh, really hot choreographers and then um, um, she stopped choreographing for a while then she started to come back but um, you know things weren't the same afterwards that's a, that's I think kind of the thing what happens with uh, with choreographers when they take a hiatus maybe I'm not sure if that's what they do but if they are away from the scene for a while it's hard to come back because in the meantime other nowadays there's so many choreographers so many new dancers that um, it's hard to come back I think so and then have to come back into a circuit of doing workshops um, I know I, I had heard from people that had gone to the in, within the last year, to the new, to the uh, the, the main events um, like Eurodance and uh, Big Bang and um, um, Boston and Chicago, um, that they like the younger choreographers or the newer choreographers because they like their style. It's a little more peppy. It's a little more challenging, and. Um, which is why I think Roy, our, our workshop with Roy was, uh, we weren't sure that um, everybody knew about Roy, even though Roy has been around for many, many years. Um, but around here, he wasn't all that known. And in fact, in the U.S., he's not that well known. So, oh, he should be. <laughs> oh, he's, he's really great, I think. Um, so... Um, I think he's here in the U.S. He's starting to become really popular now. Um, but um, the newer, the newer um, choreographers are, are more what people are. And I, I'm hoping that that also means it's that we're going to get new blood in, our, in the line dance world because a lot of the people in the U.S. are, are of an age that... Um, they're going to sometimes have health problems, and um, um, so they have the time to do line dancing, but they're not um, 
they're not able to because of whatever health problems there are. And also, I found in my senior um, classes, sometimes they have to take care of their grandkids because their their kids are going to work and, you know, times are a little bit tougher, financially speaking. So, um, But the younger generation has all this all this energy and I'm hoping that with these new choreographers that have those nice energetic dances that they're able to bring in more younger people. Go ahead. I, I find that with, uh, with dance and uh, going to country bars and then going to circuit events, um, the expression of emotions in each place is a little different based on uh, what the demographic needs. And at country bars, you tend to see guys who need to stomp. They're just like they've been they've been going through their week, however they have, and they need to stomp and kick and shout things out in between lyrics. And um, and those are the emotions they they need to find you know catharsis with. So the dances that they request tend to be. Uh, you know, like four on the floor, fake ID, yeah. things where they can kind of tear things up. And then at you know, circuit events, you tend to see these waltzes and um, more Night melodic, you know, lyrical yeah. type uh, type dances. And I guess those that's that's something that I don't really know as much about. What are some of the emotions that um, that people at circuit events or workshops um, need to express. What are they going through in life that makes these dances resonate more with them in a way that wouldn't really touch on the the late twenties, early thirties people, or you know, even college kids? You know, I'm I'm probably not a um, the person to ask. I like to go to country bars because they're they have a lot more energy. And um, that's how, you know, I went to Kodiaks for a long, long time. Um, the, it, it, it seems that they're not there really just to be learning new dances. They're there to le- just to be able to express emotion or to just let go of, of their um, of stress or whatever that they have. And, and so it's, it's much more um, fun to be at a country bar, even though it's a lot of fun to be at a circuit, at a, you know, at big ev- uh, line dance events. Um, the mood is definitely much more subdued, and they're much more into doing the steps correctly. Mm. Whereas, you know, when you go to... Um, a country bar you can just kind of do whatever you want to (laughs) and everything's okay Um, and if you want to kick fine and if you can do it fine so I I think that um, the the people that are that are more into um, going to uh, to big events are because they want to learn dances it's kind of a, a challenge to them to learn new dances, to learn those sequences, and it wasn't so much as, in to begin with, style as it was more learning dances and doing and and mastering, or or getting the challenge of learning a dance 
and most people would learn five dances or eight dances a week and that would be that would be fine with them mm-hmm. um, and in a way they were kind of in competition maybe that way is to learn new dances how many new new dances can you learn mm-hmm. you know without um, really getting emotions into it other than the fact that you that you have that you learned it and you can do it um, I think we're starting to um, get to the point now where you really want to do a little bit more than just learning the steps you want to be able to place your feet correctly a lot of us I think started in la- in country dancing and we were never really taught how to do the steps correctly um, and so a lot of times we ended up with some knee problems and ankle problems and back problems because we never learned the steps correctly so if you go to an event big events a lot of times now we're getting technique um, workshops which helps us to um, place our feet correctly and to prevent some of those 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 problems along with the fact that when you're doing a nightclub um, that the style is this the style is smooth and you're not going to pick up your feet off the ground a whole lot you're kind of shuffling your feet along on the floor and um, and and the looks of a nightclub are with your you know you have some arm movements etc whereas in country you know you pretty much had your hands in your pocket or that's what I used to do pretty much you know um, so it's it's a whole you're you're engaging a lot of your body and now that we're doing rolls you know hip rolls and shoulder rolls and um, body rolls and all even though we did those before now we're really starting to learn how to do those and so I think the mood is a little bit better now as far as um, executing a dance with feelings or emotions um, especially the slower dances you know and the waltzes people are starting to really get into the feeling of it but they haven't been able to figure or they hadn't been taught maybe how you can get those emotions release the emotions into a dance and make it look like you're also knowing the dance <laughs> I'm not sure if that's um, a good way of, of explaining it but um, the, the, I think that to me anyway the difference in, in being in a country in a country bar and an event is that um, a big event uh, line dance event is that um, in the country dance a lot of people won't even know who the choreographer is you know whereas in the big event you go okay well I want to go do a dance with Guyton or Scott or um, Fred or or Simon or um, Rachel or you know Joe or D-Mask or Joe Kinzer, Brenda, you know, any of those people that are now pretty um, popular and, and most favorites. Um, in the country, we never even knew, we never even knew the name of the dance no. half the time. So we were just out there to do some dancing and get it, 
get it out of our system, so whatever, you know, the stress out of our system. I think that's, that's how we used to look at it. Now we're starting to become a little bit more refined, refined about how we express it, maybe. So you've seen a lot of dances over time. And I mean, having experimented a little bit with choreography, I can see how tempting it is to just try to throw in all your fancy stuff back to back if that's you know what the song is saying you should do or whatever. Um, what would you say are the dances that have the best balance between a spot that really hits the music and then a couple transitions and then another spot and then you know maybe a walk walk? Is, is there a, a, a certain set of dances that you like doing because they, they give you that breather in between big spots? Um, and also, are there any choreographers that you think have gotten especially good at that, where they, they still have their little signature thing that they throw in, but they let you breathe for you know maybe eight counts before they hit their next one? Yeah. Um, I like a lot of Simon Ward's dances and especially my intermediate class, they love Simon's dances. Um, and he does do um, some of that, you know, he gives you breathers in between. Um, and I think as a good choreographer, that's what you want to do. You don't want to get all of your, your, your steps in. Um, you want the hook. And you're not you're talking to not a, a non choreographer, so I'm not really a choreographer. But as 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 a dancer, um, it's nice to get uh, a combination of things because um, most of the time, especially in fast dances, you do want a little bit of a breather here or there, or at least a, a way of um, of transitioning into something um, more more comfortable instead of doing it all the time that way now if you were Roy or Scott <laughs> or you know then maybe that's okay you know but for most of the dances I think it's nicer if you have um, those transition steps and and definitely it's better for for most people's bodies I think you know um, I'm not sure that people really recognize that. I think they just, when they have, when they start dancing, they go, oh, well, uh, this feels better. I like this dance better. And, and sometimes I, I'll hear the dancers say, well, I just can't, I can't get a, this dance into my head. I, I can't get the sequence going right. I can't, I can't remember it. And so I think that's part of the choreography is to, um, to have some kinds of things in there that help people remember the next steps. Mm. And even though it's not in, sometimes it's the music, you know, but sometimes it's just that, um, for me anyway, I will say, okay, after this section, you do a cross shuffle and you do this or that, and then you get a breather and you can do whatever. And sometimes it's because people feel that Oh, now they can express, or you know, some people like to turn regardless of how many turns there are in the in the dance, and they say, "Oh, here's another place I can turn." It that helps them to remember the choreography. But in uh, um, 
And then some people that cannot turn, when they do the choreography, some dancers will be so many turns that they'll say, oh, there's no sense in me learning that dance because even if I walk the turns or modify the turns, it doesn't look like a good dance. And so they won't do it. So there are certain things that, um, that people, even though they don't really realize it, they'll go, okay, I like this dance because... And it's because the choreography has a few transitions that they're able to handle. I'm, I'm not sure that that's for everybody, but I, I, I know from you know, what people tell me, that's how they like. Uh, uh, that's how I, I understand them to like certain dances, because they're able to, to do those transitions. And, and they're feeling, they're, they get the feeling that the choreographer wants in a, in a dance. Are there any tropes in dances that you've just seen so many times? Like, I have a friend who, he says, there are too many dances that start with walk, walk, triple step. Like, are there oh, any yeah. that, that you've seen that you're just over? <laughs> Things that you just <laughs> wish nobody would put into their new dances? Or, well, like, give them a break on them? <laughs> I know that, for instance, mo a lot of people like nightclubs nightclub dances and right now there's a whole bunch of nightclub dances out there mm. and you go okay well we start this nightclub with a basic mm. you know or something really close to it um, and especially country dances will start with walks a lot of times um, I'm really not oh <laughs> I'm really not that concerned about um, walk walk uh, you know, starting with a walk or so, but I would um, like to um, to have more. Um, um, Got a minor variation. Wire tangling <laughs> issue here. For anybody who's listening to these pauses, anyway, variation. So, uh, a little bit more of a variation when, for instance, with with nightclubs. Although, for some of the people I know. When you start a nightclub, they don't recognize the nightclub rhythm until they see the nightclub step. <laughs> and they go, oh, this is a nightclub. So maybe that is part of what we need, is to, to have those basic steps mm -hmm. so we know that this is that kind of dance. If maybe the instructor, sometimes the instructor is not um, uh, telling people that what kind of a rhythm it is or... or you know that there's these types of steps in there and some people don't really care but um, I think that for people that are experienced now intermediate and uh, they maybe don't like it to be that way so maybe choreographers can start with something different mm -hmm. for maybe the intermediate people and above whereas the, I think that the, maybe the beginner and are not that concerned about it. I'm not sure. It just seems that they're not that, you know, they're, they're, they don't seem to have that issue. Mm -hmm. If you, this is sort of a more open-ended question, but um, if you were to give a talk online, let's say you, you uh, were to give a TED talk, um, you know, 20 minutes or even you know, as little as five, and you had everybody in, in the world uh, 
giving you their attention like okay what what would you have to say about line dance like what are the things you would focus on in sharing with everyone well my first and foremost thing about line dance is dancing is to have fun mm. it's it's an activity that is it's it's a lot of fun it, it and as you said before it does help your stress level and um, you're able to express emotions even though some people don't think that they do or that they even want to it it does help um, the brain does release the, the the chemicals that you need in order to become a little more relaxed and help the stress level the other thing I think is that um, the second thing of line dancing to me is that it's a social activity. People are able to get out there, meet people, or e even if it's the same people all the time, they have that in social interaction that nowadays really doesn't seem to be, they don't have that much anymore. And especially for seniors, it's, it's, it's important that they have that interaction. Um, there's a range of things that that dancing helps with, and it's mostly to do with health and and mental issues. So, I, I would stress that you know the the balance factor, the fact that your uh, your your body gets um, all your muscles get worked a little bit, just like when you're walking, um, that your heart uh, and your blood pressure and all those things are helped by 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 doing line dancing. Um, plus, you know your memory, and I understand that when you're um, when you're dancing, even though you know the dance, in order to do the dance, you have to make decisions at a split level um, seconds. You know, within within um, I don't know one tenth of a second sometimes, and so which is what the brain needs in order to build new brain cells so for that reason alone you know everybody should do line dancing mm -hmm. because you're learning new things all the time and it's not the same as um, doing the same dance over and over again mm -hmm. you need to you need to learn some new dances but it doesn't have to be all every 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 class it just needs to be consistent yeah, yeah the uh, social aspect is one of the things you don't get from just learning the dances on YouTube at home because right. anybody can learn strictly the content of the dances and then never do them with anybody but then it's not a line anymore it's just you and your dot yes. dancing alone yeah. at home and um, yeah there's so many things that come up with just being at a social that you you'd never be able to to like think about or enjoy on your own right you know, yeah. that that chance encounter with a new person that you find out lives in your town or uh, exactly you know yeah. finding that there are motions in your body that you didn't know you liked yeah um, now if you were to read a book online dancing um, what is a chapter that you especially would want to read if it's something that maybe you haven't seen out there but you know boom this book hits the shelves and you see the table contents you're oh my goodness they wrote about this I've got to read about that what what chapter would you want to read I think because I was never taught uh, to begin with when I started line dancing 
how to use your body and your muscles in line dancing that I would I would read about that um, I would like to see that because I don't think that too many people stress the fact that, that um, in order to line dance you want to look up and look way beyond maybe across, act like you're looking across the street because people will be you know down with their their heads are down and they're looking at their feet and um, they're not aware of their of their immediate surroundings so sometimes um, not only will they look down in their their neck muscles are you know they get affected by that but also that when you're aware of your surroundings you're much less likely to stumble over things um, you're less likely to um, all of a sudden have to change your step because you're gonna run into somebody else or turn you know or a wall or something those types of things I would like to see because I think it helps people to um, to have less injuries to be um, more aware I think more aware is a good thing also are there any secret tips or tricks that you've developed for any aspect of line dancing whether it's learning a dance on the fly or explaining something to somebody in a certain way um, maybe it's less common but something you've you found successful for yourself huh. you know I, I one of the things and I'm gonna contradict myself just a little bit mm. because when we're doing physical stuff there are times that I feel, why did the choreographer do the step this way? Because it doesn't feel natural to me. And so even though the step says to do this, I'm, and, I, and I do that sometimes in my classes, it'll, it'll say, you know, do a quarter turn and step forward or whatever. Sometimes I would want, I would, tell people to step to the side because it is a better transition or it doesn't feel as awkward. Now, I'll leave it up to the people, you know, and I, I do want to make sure that people know that the choreographer said this is the way to do it, but I found that I, I feel it was more natural to do it this way. Um, sometimes I will do that and, and tell people that or even if I don't tell people that, I will do it myself because it feels better. Mm-hmm. And I think, and having talked with Roy, mm-hmm. um, Roy H., it's a, it seems that he figured that one out really well. That he just, you know, even though um, the uh, organization or the choreographer says to do it this way, it feels better to do it a different, you know, a step a different way. So um, that's the one thing I learned for myself that, um, and that I sometimes pass on to other people and say, you know, maybe it's, it's easier to do it this way. And, and usually most, most people will, teachers and, and choreographers will say, you know, the option is such and such, but they're not really stressing the fact that maybe it feels more natural to do it this way. So that's just one of the things that um, I found out for myself.
that I do without telling anybody sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just recently, I started looking into all the different resources there are, like Line Dancer magazine. Uh, I subscribed yesterday, and um, a few months ago, I, I got into World Line Dance newsletter and started following the things they post there. Like you were saying, going from the country bars to the circuit world, there's this huge like line dance universe, this network uh, that I had no idea about. What are some other resources that you have found to be especially valuable, like Line Dancer magazine or like the newsletter uh, or any of the circuit events? Like, What are some things that maybe I wouldn't even have thought could exist but are out there and just haven't been tapped into enough yet? as in relation to line downs. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's, I'll, I'll go through the net and, and look at line downs, but every once in a while I'll, I'll also look into just dancing and doing um, dance moves, etc. And, and I find, because I am into physical stuff and making sure that we don't hurt the body, I'll find uh, little tits and bits here and there from other dance teachers that are not line dancers, but are, um, or music people, for instance. They'll say, okay, this is how you find the beat for basic things, or um, um, dance teachers that will say, this is how you want to execute this step. Um, and, and those are just little things that we don't really learn in, in line dancing, but you know, I find that they're valuable to to know. Mm -hmm. uh, and but you know, sometimes I write those things down, and I'll, and then sometimes those those websites or whatever are YouTube things were taken off, so I can never find them again, unfortunately. But um, every once in a while, there'll be things that are you know there. The one thing that I would love to see even though I don't like to be that regimented, is that everybody, when we say this is a turning sailor step or whatever, any of those steps, that we all are uniform on, is it called a triple step? Is it called a cross shuffle? Is it called a chasse? Is it whatever it is? That we all have the same, that we ha have the same knowledge of that step, and then we can vary it if we want to. But I always constantly have to tell people, this is the choreographer says this is the name of the step, or this is what they call it, and then um, I, I would have to mention also that if you go somewhere else, maybe that step is called something else, you know. So what's the difference between a grapevine and a and weave? You know, people still aren't quite sure, and and to some people, and who knows? I mean, we have um, dance associations. I think we have three of them in the U.S. now, like the NTA, and I forget what the other two are called. But they don't have the same um, vocabulary, you know. Um, so what is considered a triple may not be the same. And between the USA and, and Europe and other places, it's the same thing. So I really would like to see some kind of uniform um, step description. Um, 
And then people can vary it however they want to, but you know, have a basic same thing so I don't have to keep constantly telling people, no, this is, this is what these people say, but it's not what you may find somewhere else, you know. Um, I, I would really like to see that, but I think that's a big undertaking now because we're so varied now. I guess sort of expanding on that, uh, are there any asks that you would have of the various people out there, the DJs, the venue owners, the uh, managers of the circuit events, uh, the instructors, uh, the people who are listening right now? Is there are, are there things that you would ask these different groups of people, like now that you have all of their attention for you know this, Ooh, this moment? I didn't know time? this. <laughs> yeah. um, about. Things that you would request of them, actions they could take, things they should think about. Gosh. Well, one of the things that I, you know, that I want, besides the fact that I would like some kind of a uniform step description, um, is um, a lot of times when they do their choreography, for instance, that they would say what kind of a rhythm they want it to be in. So, and I really, I think what really makes a difference is when you put stuff on, when you put stuff out, um, that you have a video if you can possibly do it. Because I really cannot, as a teacher, having you know, two classes a day or more. And not counting your individual, you know, private lessons. It's really tough to, um, to, to look and say, okay, well, here's, this is a dance that is really nice for beginners or whatever. And, and not, um, and not have a video. So, then I would either have to learn to dance or spend time studying the step sheet to see whether it's what is appropriate for my class or not. And, and so I will actually not look at those dances even though they may be really good. You know, it's, it's, so it would be really nice if we could have those, mm -hmm. those, um, those videos. Also, I noticed that some choreographers will do that, but some won't. Um, it would be nice for teachers to say, this is a good dance for, like Lisa McCammon she, um, from Florida. She will say, I, I did, and, and a lot of other people will do that too. This is a good dance for, for beginners, or this is a good dance when you want to learn or teach people the triples or the lock steps or syncopated steps. In, in the way I do it is usually the absolute beginners, I start out with, with straight count dances, no variations of any kind. And then, you know, you go into the syncopated parts and then maybe, you know, the turns, more than one turn in a, in a dance, etc. It depends on, on, on the, the type of, of dance. but. If the choreographer would put that in, or if um, there would be some way of making having a website that where people will note and say, Listen, you know, for all teachers out there, this is a good dance for such and such and so and so, that that would be nice. And then we could kind of then I 
personally will not have to spend so much time trying to find out whether this is a good dance to teach or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess I could just go and say, okay, in the Bay Area, these dances are being taught, so I'll just go ahead and teach one of those. Um, I will do that also, but I would like to kind of tailor it more towards my my classes because, you know, some of those people will never go to events or any other social. So um, it, it would be nice if, if I know, and it would certainly save me a lot of time if we could see that this is a good dance for uh, teaching whatever it is that you want to teach. Mm-hmm. Plus the fact that uh, rhythms, you know, certain rhythms. Um, because when you look at it, uh, um, the name of the, of the uh, music, even though there's no video there, you also have to listen to the to the music because it varies so much. And, you know, you could have um, what was it that uh, I can't think of it right now. But there's you know there some of the remakes and the and the mixes remixes. You know they're all they're all different styles, different rhythms and stuff. And even though you think okay, well this was Love Potion number nine, for instance, that was. A, de- uh, a song from the 60s mm-hmm. um, well if I think okay that's that's the, the way that this dance is going to go it's that kind that music then uh, and it turns out that they're using a different kind of music you know well, maybe it's a bachata style or something then you know it doesn't quite work mm-hmm. for the for the things and and it doesn't say that but love potion number nine happens to be by the Sergios and, and Christina used that same song but um, there are other songs that are used that are not at all the same as the original mm-hmm. so yeah like Ooh Ah which is very popular oh, yeah. in Sacramento <laughs> right yeah which is also Love Potion number 9 but it's like a yes, different Love Potion, style right, yeah. uh, different artist yeah, yeah. so uh, and also it makes a difference when people ask you as for instance when we come, when you come to the social and we take requests, they'll say, "Oh, can you play this, or can we do this dance?" And it's to whatever music, and we'll we don't seem to have the music, so we'll we'll download the song, and then it turns out to be the wrong version of it, you know, because people don't really know which one, which version it is, and so that would make a difference too. So. Yeah, like the the issue we had with I Know What You Did last summer when it was uh, a shortened version and that caused a couple of restarts to become necessary where in the original that would not have been necessary. Sometimes you just kind of have to do that on the fly. Like locally we have a version of Chill Factor uh, that cuts out the instrumental part where it sounds like there's this this part where it's just like a lot of nothing and then at the end he says here we go and then it gets back into it for some reason in davis sacramento and sonoma county there is a a version that just slices that whole part out so the way that the song and the dance hit each other at the beginning is the same all the way throughout the end Mm. Uh, but a lot of places will just play the like normal version uh-huh. that leaves yeah. that instrumental in, right. and then the way that it hits at the beginning, which is like really satisfying, at the end it's hitting completely different parts that aren't quite as I mean in my mind synchronized. Yeah. But that's just because I'm used to our version. 
Um, so yeah, having that kind of uniformity, knowing which version we're all using, that'll affect your experience of the dance. Yeah, sure. And it also, it hits the steps in different places. So you're used to doing it, whatever it was, you know, the lock steps or whatever. Mm -hmm. This way, at, when it hits this part of the music, and now you're like, okay. Or the ending is different mm -hmm. in, 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 that, in the version sometimes. Mm -hmm. You go, um... I can't dance to this version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if people had questions for you, if they were trying to follow up with you, uh, what's a way that people would be able to contact you? Well, they can just go, uh, because this is, um, I'm part of Wine Country Line Dance, they can go dolly at winecountrylinedance.com mm. to, to try and, and reach me by email. That's probably the best way mm. to do that. Um, you can go to the website, winecountrylinedance.com. Mm. Um, and find us um, and you also can go to Facebook so um, did you want to add something about well I, I had one okay. one big question for you uh, which was about um, getting new people into line dancing uh, you have seen the transition between beginners who become intermediates. And, you know, I'm sure you've also seen beginners who just say, oh, not for me, and then they, they, they drop out and do other things with their life, uh, which is fine. Uh, but like for the people who do stick with it, what have you found to be the most successful in drawing in new crowds and then retaining them? Uh, that's something that I've been interested in for preventing what has happened to square dancing. Uh, happening also to line dancing where yeah. you see sort of the extinction of the culture uh, due to a lack of uh, interest in the you know, newer generations um, so I'm wondering in in keeping things alive keeping the fire lit uh, what has been successful that you've seen in um, in garnering interest and then sustaining it I'm probably not the best person to ask because we've only been there for six years for, you know, um, as, as Wine Country Line Dance, which is where I've had the most experience um, with getting people to come. The, my um, senior class has been pretty much the same. Actually, it grew a little bit from what it was when I first took over. Um, and it's because the people at first were so used to doing country and doing the same dances over and over again that um, they were a little bit um, apprehensive, maybe is the word, to, um, to try something a little bit different. But um, what I found is that as long as this, for the seniors, um, and probably for the beginners too, I found that it's if the steps are are easy at first, and the music, especially the music, makes a big difference, then um, um, they they would they would try it. And um, when you're teaching, or when I'm teaching, um, that I will have to go over that dance for several weeks. I have to prepare myself to say, okay, we're gonna, we'll be reviewing this dance for a while. 
um, until people are comfortable with it. So for seniors, it takes a little bit longer. Um, they're not into uh, trying to learn new dances all the time. They are much more apt to fall back into, okay, this is what I know, I like this. So you kind of have to do it both ways for them. And, and the beginners will do the same kind of thing. They're going, oh, really? We're doing a new dance again? Another new dance? I haven't learned that one yet. Or they're just not that comfortable with it. So you need to take a little bit more time with it. And then what I found is that it's the word of mouth is the best. So when people say, oh, I'm going to bring a friend, most of the time that friend is going to stay with us too. But when I try and advertise it and I put it on, for instance, marin.org for, you know, these are events, these are the things that you can do this month, etc. Those, those people will come with a certain expectation and then they find, oh, well, line dancing isn't really what they thought it would be or they really have to be committed to it and they don't feel like that's what they want to do. They just want to have fun and think that they can learn it right off the bat. And it turns out, oh, no, that's not quite the same way <laughs> as I thought it would be. Um, so for that, um, for the seniors and the beginners, it seems like you need to take more time and, you know, be a little bit more patient. Uh, for the intermediate advanced classes, um, they're more willing to do newer dances, faster dances. Um, and um, they're willing to learn more. Um, there, it's hard to get new people in the intermediate because most of the people, um, and especially trying to keep them after a while, because most of the time we lose them from health, fertile health, physical problems, or I do anyway. Um, I was teaching at a, at a, the, in school, elementary school from first to eighth grade, and I would love to tap into that because the kids are so, you know, at first they weren't all that um, happy about country, yeah. <laughs> especially in Marin, but it turns out that even the, even the, the boys, they were much... Once they learned some of the dances, and they were easy dances, and they could do their own styling, they were really into styling, mm. and they just loved it. And I had offers for them to, they would say, um, if you need anybody to help you demo, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, so it was, it was that kind of a thing for, for, for kids. If, I, if we could get that set up for kids, the problem with kids and even and the working community is that you have to do it after parents are home. And a lot of parents are working. So if you do it evening, it's there are a lot of evening classes but not enough venues that you can teach at. That's another problem. To have a venue that you can teach at. And you know, people that can come when you have, when you teach class after hour, after, you know, uh, that works for a work schedule, a regular eight to five type schedule.
Um, I think the newer the uh, the newer um, people that are more that are new to line dancing that are willing to learn are um, are people. Most of them are just there for physical reasons. I mean, they want to to be more active. Um, they really weren't, aren't quite sure what line dancing is about until they get to the social aspect and they go, oh, I like this. Um, so there, but there are not that many that we can keep. So we really, I'm not sure how to work that. But my, my experience has been that when a friend brings, a, when a dancer brings a friend, they usually stay. Yeah, because then it's something they can do together when they right. leave. Yeah, so that's the social aspect part of it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can take that anywhere too. Farmers markets, festivals, uh, just hanging out in a parking lot with right. the music playing in your car. As long as two of you know the dance because you went to the thing together, yeah. then you can do that together wherever you go. And you know that the Tropicana parking lot dance was choreographed in the Tropicana parking lot? I'm, I've heard something about yeah. that. What, what can you tell me about that's that? What, well, I don't, I mean, that's, this is what I was told, um, that, the, that there were three girls, and they, um, what was it, somebody, GMC, was it? Oh, GMC yeah. is another dance, yeah. Oh, that's GMC. Okay, sorry, I, I get the two of them mixed up. Um, Patrick. I think he's the one that um, used to be at, um, at Kodiak. He's the one that choreographed Tropicana Parking Lot in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. That's how I found out. Are there any, before I get to my, my tiny little uh, final question, are there any other um, questions you may have or, or uh, topics you think that we haven't covered as in-depth as, as you'd like? Any thoughts that you have? Well, what I really would like to see also is to get more people to come to line dance and especially the younger crowd and I'm not sure how to do that so I would like to find out about it though do you have any in, in, input on that oh gosh I mean I could go on for days yeah um, <laughs> I I mean what worked for me I think in um, in my first few months of doing it at Kodiak's was before I was I was the person who was like dragged along like my girlfriend at the time she she got me into it uh, but I was going really for her and it was when I started learning those first few dances like Fat Sally League uh, Good Time God Bless Texas Watermelon Crawl Copperhead you know, however many of those you know first ones that you pick up um, when I started doing the ones that moved my hips a little bit more I started to feel like ooh. Like that's something new. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't really able to do that in most of my life outside of line dance. Uh -huh. So to be given permission, that's the thing line dance says, is um, you're given permission by the choreographer to do your, do this with your body in this way yeah. at this time. If you do it on your own, then people are like, oh, well, what's he doing in this swing dance or this partner dance adding this thing that he feels like doing? And it puts all of it on you as the dancer. You chose to do that. But you always have a way out with line dance because you can say, no, no, I'm just doing what the steps say. And then secretly, you really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so when I started to do that and um, people would come up to me and they would ask me questions. I'm, like, I, I, I'm not the person to ask. I'm just here because you know I'm 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 still in that that mode of I, I was dragged along. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually, it got to the point where I felt like, oh wow, no, I am here because I want to be here. Like I'm I'm driving myself 
to this, even with my girlfriend, you know, at home, um, and getting that sense of confidence. Like I was a fanny pack wearing and rolly backpack uh, dragging kid in high school and middle school, and um, I, I thought of myself as more like you know academic and into science and mm-hmm. physics and whatever, and and to have this side of me, this like secret side on the weekend, uh, was very. Uh, attractive to me to like want to want to pursue that more and I think if if the if the younger people like especially in high school people with confidence issues self-esteem issues if they're shown that they can be this other person they don't have to be limited by what their friends think they are or what their parents want them to be like if, if they can go do this thing on their own and there are all these people just willing to embrace them and, and shuffle them into the middle of the floor where nobody can see them so they can just kind of hide and do what everyone else is doing. Uh, I think that would get a lot of people uh, into it and it would get them to stick with it because where else can they do this? Where else can they be this person? And I, I think if you, are, if you are showing it to people for the first time as just a thing to do, then it's it's difficult to compete against all the other things they could do. Like, you could do this and, quote, have fun, but you can have fun on your phone, you know, playing some mobile game, uh, or you can have fun sitting at home watching Netflix. Uh, But if it's a question of who can you be, who can you become that you never thought you were, you can't become that person playing this, this mobile game. You can't be that person sitting on your couch. Uh, being on the floor with the lights on you and with all these people saying, wow, that was great, I didn't know you could do that, that makes you that person and you have now become something um, that you can carry around with you everywhere. Uh, you, you can feel that confidence just walking around you know, shopping for groceries because inside you've got this secret. I am this person. I have this alter ego. And, and if I want to keep that, um, that alter ego refreshed, if I want to keep feeding that beast, then I, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep learning new dances and push myself harder and uh, you know, discover other aspects of myself. I didn't know I could do hip rolls and body rolls, but oh, man, I didn't know I could do stomps and kicks and have that aggressive side to me that never gets unleashed. Um, I think that would be the way to, to show people the potential in specifically line dance. Um, and for for the young people, uh, it offers something that uh, you know maybe their peers have no idea about. So they can be they can be the pioneer. They can be the person in their friend group who says, "Hey, check out this thing that I found out about." Yeah. Um, I, I think that would be a way to to get that crowd specifically. Yeah. Oh, and that's I, great. Like I said, great I can idea. go on for for even yeah. longer. I get I get on a soapbox about all the thoughts that I have on. Um, how it should be put out there, you know, ways that we should video it, um, ways that it's portrayed. Like, uh, I see these amazing dances done with blurry camera footage mm-hmm. under fluorescent lights in, you know, whatever dance hall space has been um, allotted to this group. And I think that there's so much more potential here. Like, when, when you hear a song... You don't want to just hear, you know, how they played it, how the artist played it one day, you know, when they were kind of messing around in their kitchen and their recorder was halfway across the room and they only half remember the words. Like, line dances should have their own music videos. Like, there's, the, uh, you know, there's the whatever default uh, video gets recorded and then shared to everybody 
um, and you know you hope it's a good version but there should be a default of what the choreographer intended like I want when I when I dance this dance I have this feeling about it so I'm gonna have lights and attire and a group of people around me that make it very obvious what this dance is about very very often instead you'll just get whatever you know some person on the sidelines happened to capture mm -hmm. 15 seconds yeah. of uh, because the choreographer that's not their job like they're, they're not videographers they're not website designers they're not brand creators around themselves they just put together a dance and that's that's as far as they want to go with it they, they want to leave it to somebody else to do all the design and marketing and hype um, I feel like if there were a dedicated media group around line dance they uh, oh my god I see some of these websites that are like they look like they're from 1993 like the the first days of, of uh, static images and like animated cloud things like I, I googled one of the major uh, I would say you know there's I, so this way I don't have to name any names there are like there's Vegas there's Chicago there's with Windy City there's the, uh, Boston uh, Boston's Marathon uh, Showdown and then uh, like there's so many of these huge events like these are the Super Bowls the World Series of, of line dance and I went to one of them I googled one of them to try to get tickets um, the first thing that came up was their site for when it was 2013 mm -hmm. and yeah I, I was I was you know looking through and like this is this is not this is not current information and then I go to the the 2016 page and it looks almost exactly the same uh, except you know some of the dates are changed and overall it just it's like one of the sites that I designed back in high school uh, and high school was 16 years ago when I was like you know first designing this stuff in 2000 so if there were some media group that would take line dance seriously as seriously as any other um, you know art form or, or activity and make it look like it's worthy of you know Beyonce to come down and say oh wow line dancers I should talk to these guys and see if I can get them into a, you know one of my videos like it, you wouldn't have any idea by looking at some of these these even like personal choreographers pages that they are some of the best in the world at what they do mm. uh, they, they look like hobbyists yeah. and I, I really wish that there were um, there were more you know, dedicated programmers to, to work on the apps and website designers to work on every just everybody so it's like go to every choreographer every major event and say here's what I do here's what I specialize in I know you guys have your strengths and your skill sets what I want to do is overhaul all of you guys and and make you look amazing and and show the world how amazing you guys are um, I, the media group could include that uh, we could have videographers who do who, who say oh um, Rachel McEnany you have a new dance coming out so let's fly you out to our studio just for one day and here are some of our in-house dancers they took the time to learn your step sheet while you were on the flight and um, you know, here are all the five different camera angles we've got. Uh, here are the parts where we're going to zoom in on you, and then here are the parts where we're going to zoom in on your feet. And you know, we've got uh, in-house uh, costume designers because I mean, it, costume design—you do it at the junior college. Like they—they put on amazing shows just at SRJC, 
and uh, you know they they've had very talented people with their skill sets that helping out you know the actors. So with choreographers, they don't have to know how to put together an outfit. We can do that for them because you've got the costume designers on set as well. Anyway, so you fly out the, the choreographer, and you have all the people do their you know steps around them, and then um, you release that as the video, not whatever haphazard thing happens to be recorded at whatever event. That is the video that people look to, and they think, "Oh my god." I gotta learn that dance. Like, look how rock star these people look doing this. And they have like a wide range of ages that are doing it. Uh, you know, every, if you wanna get into it, racial and ethnic demographic, like they're all being represented. So there's something for everybody in this video. This media group does not exist yet. I would really like it to. I, so I, <laughs> would you be, if you had the means, would you want to, you want to do that? Oh my goodness! Um, I mean, even I know that there there are skill sets I don't personally have, but I would be very happy to shop for uh, among the people who are good at that. Like I could I could go on people's websites and say this this style of website this would be perfect for this choreographer, and um, you know th this videographer wh what they did with this student project. You know, they could take that and make this choreographer look amazing. Um, I, I would definitely be interested in finding those people and bringing them together um, to, to really just, I don't know, give, give line dance the attention and, and love from the world that it deserves. And that way it can reach so many more people and improve their lives the way it has done that for us. Um, I don't know if I am the computer programmer or if I am the videographer. I only have my little proof of concept videos that uh, that I've done on YouTube. Like the when 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 I bought that 360 degree camera to show what it would look like if you're standing in the middle of a dance floor and you look around and you know you see all the people dancing around you. Like there's a camera that can that can give you that virtual experience. I, I don't necessarily have the means to do the camera and the lights and the sound and the venue and you know the airplane hanger that I would need to put on the full video, but I can buy a little four hundred dollar camera, so that's what I can do. Um, yeah, I would love if there were you know if anybody's listening to this who has uh, boatloads of of I don't know oil money from Texas or you know if you if you used to be a dancer or and and now you're you know kind of retired but you want to you know pass it forward. Uh, there are definitely, I have like, my binder is full of projects I would love to, to get deeper into if, um, if I had, you know, the support staff and some, some of it is financial. I mean, some of it you can just get real creative and resourceful and not need the money. But uh, some of it really does require like paying the choreographers to come out mm -hmm. and, you know, getting their fees right. all in order. Uh, I actually have one of, one of my proof of concept videos uh, online from Vegas with John O'Lieberman uh, graciously donating his time to teach a lesson of all bass, no treble. And that was the, as far as I know, this is the first video in the world of a line dance lesson being taught in 360 degrees. So people are, you know, learning it from him standing in front of you the way you would from any YouTube video. But when you change walls, now you're looking at somebody else. You know, your phone, you turn with your body and you look at your phone and the the angle changes with you. If I could <laughs> have a little bit more support as well from all the choreographers of the world, just like Jono, uh, to do more of these sort of proofs of concept, then maybe we could get like a Kickstarter going or you know something something where people can say, oh, okay, that's what he's going for. 
if he has an actual plan, I could see throwing mm. 25, 50 bucks toward this and then really making it happen. Um, so yes, to answer your question, I, I, that is something I would like, uh, among the many line dance things I would like to do, uh, that is one of the things I, I could see myself uh, sort of sinking my teeth into and, and really developing, um, getting those people also who would be interested in it and bringing them under the umbrella and making amazing things happen. Great. <laughs> so hopefully people are listening to this and we can make it happen. Yeah, hopefully. My, my last question to you um, is very small. What dance do you think everyone should go out and learn right now? What is it that, uh, that really excites you, uh, whether it's an older dance or one that's just come out? What should everybody at least look at and try to do uh, once through? Ooh, I don't have one specifically that I that you know I think. Um, there are a bunch of them I like, but I I can't think of any any one specific one that I think everybody should should learn. Um, I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I guess what is one that I think, or that you think would uh, a lot of people would get something out of? Like what for different reasons too. Like. They could go. They could learn dizzy because that will help them at a circuit event where they're probably going to play it. As long as Joe's there, like they'll play it, and then that's something everyone can do together. Yeah. If it's a total, total beginner, maybe they should learn Cupid Shuffle because they can do that at every country bar in the world, pretty much. Uh, if it's something that you think really unleashes, uh, you know, the, the hidden side of them, then maybe they'd want to learn Larger Than Life by yeah. Simon Ward because that'll get them, you know, hopping and. And uh, doing these like really quick, quick swivels. Right. Um, so yeah, for, you, for you, what you pick, you pick some really good ones. Uh, larger than life is a fun one, um, and which I learned at Kodiak. So it is one of those that uh, would really be good for many, many different types of people that want to to do a dance and and get that emotion out. Um, I usually and and Cupid Shuffle is a great dance. For, for beginners, they just love them. Um, I think some of those, you know, like the electric slide is one of those those dances that really are not that um, good because of it's an 18 step dance, but um, because it's done at so many places, especially like weddings and all that, that, that would be a, a thing to do. You know, like the wobble is another one that people just want to do. Um, Usually, I teach like "Come Dance with Me." Oh, yeah. It's Joe Thompson's dance, but it's not that. Um, it, it's it's a great dance. People like that uh, once they learn it. I even like "Skinny Jeans." It's it's most people don't know that dance because it's it wasn't it's not a a popular choreographer, but people really like that dance, and it's. Um, it's a beginner dance, and it's 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 a 
the music is kind of nice. So it, it's, it's a neutral kind of uh, music that most people like. So, don't, you know, for beginner dancers, that's the kind of thing that you would want to, that I would recommend for, for people to learn. Um, gosh, you know, I like a lot of guidance dances and I can't even do them, so. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that <laughs> but, also you know, counts. Is there anything, is there any dance that people should aspire toward? Like yeah. top of the mountaintop things that the intermediates and advanced should go out and learn, whether it's like the beast uh, or work from home. Like yeah. what what uh, dance should right, the like advanced the beast, dancers wow. learn to really push yeah. themselves? I, I think for me, because I never think of line dancers having to do hand movements. And so... Even though, you know, when you first learn to dance, like jazz dancing and stuff, you use your hands, but you don't have to do a whole lot of, of intricate steps and then also do your hand movements at the same time. So um, that's something I think that everybody should learn to do is because um, that coordination is something that it, it makes you have to come out of your comfort zone in my case, and um, but it, it, it's also something to learn and, and experience. And once you learn that, you know, you get to, oh, you can do a lot of things with these hands and, and your body and your roles and all. So um, it helps, helps you express things within you. So that's, I think, what, what to me, what dance is about is is to help come out, as you said before, what your what dan- what music and dance is for you to to express for yourself, not for anybody else, but for yourself. And um, th- that would be something that I would recommend for everybody, even though that is kind of a stretch for some people. Um, but also learning the different kinds of rhythms because it helps, you know, especially the Latin rhythms, it helps bring out things out for, for people that they didn't know they had. So um, that would be kind of a nice thing to do. But to say that there is one specific dance that I really would like people to learn, it's not really that, I guess. And that's probably why I don't have a real favorite it's because there's a lot of favorites I have, um, even ones that I don't really know how to do. Um, but things like Mars and Mummies from from Neils and Lady Luck, I I like those kinds of dances. Um, it's that um, it's it's probably what works for the for the person themselves, and that helps bring out stuff. Um, which you don't think you had, maybe. Um, that's probably what I would say about dancing. Uh, you know, learning a, something for everybody would be really to learn all the different things, but take it one at a time and, and start with what you really feel comfortable with. And, and then some people will start with Guyton's or Shane McKeever's dance or whatever, because a lot of people do, you know, Roy's, Roy's dances. Um, and then some would want to start with Cupid's Shuffle, that's great. 
Yeah, there's a place for all of them, I guess. Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for taking as much time as you have to, to sit down and, and chat line dance things. Oh, thanks for talking with me. And I would really like to talk to you about some of the things that you have in mind. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will. Oh, pick your brain about stuff. Yeah. All right, well, okay. until round two, uh, thank you very much. Thank you.